Anyways, good morning. My name is Andrew Perry uh, from the Daily Real Podcast. Um, thank you guys for joining me. I like to do Friday mornings because I feel, you know, the week is, especially as realtors in this business, the week is filled with, um, you know, uh, so many various things that, you know, you, you might be able to talk about on the show. And and this this week, obviously, um, you know, was, was no different, except this was something very positive. So I want to bring that up a little later on on the show. I want to thank everybody for joining me. Um, last week, we had Emily Berry on the show. Emily Berry uh, came on last Friday. We were talking about you know, how to grow a team, when is the right time to start a team, working with your spouse, uh, also, uh, you know, some, um, you know, uh, tips for, for new people looking to get uh, started in their market. We just touched on that, so I want to talk about that a little bit today. Um, also, I wanted to let you know that I'm actually going to invite her um, back on uh, the show, maybe in the next couple of weeks, maybe in the new year, uh, just because it was fantastic having Emily on. She's just a wealth of knowledge. She's done um, so much business in the last few years, and you know, she she really really started to take off when obviously uh, she started her team. So I, I, I want to have her back on because I think that's a very interesting topic um, in today's market, but. Excuse me. What I wanted to talk about today, and uh, I'm just kind of going off the fly here. I just kind of clicked live, and and hopefully this turns out into a decent podcast that I can put up on our iTunes and Spotify account, um, which is still getting approved, by the way. So um, you know, hopefully that works out. Uh, but I, I want to talk about start off by kicking off the show um, with real estate is hard. Um, and I, I say that because like a lot of people on my Facebook and a lot of the realtors that I've connected with over the years um, started roughly the same time as I did. So I started about, uh, you know, maybe just when the market was starting to get absolutely insane. And, you know, we had an influx of buyers, uh, shortage of sellers, but we also had an influx of realtors. And, um, you know, I think it was just one of those times in the industry where we might not see again, but it also led to a lot of misconceptions about real estate. So I know a lot of people that were killing it in 2016, 2017, they were doing okay. But 2018, they kept, you know, uh, they, they just fell off. Uh, they weren't doing the units. They weren't doing the GCI and, and they just fell apart essentially. And yeah, okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit it. Um, I definitely did not know what real estate was before I got into it. Real estate, like any other business, takes a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication and a lot of sacrifices. Um, but coming into the industry, I had no idea about these things. I just thought, okay, I'm going to get, you know, with a recordable brand, I'm going to, you know, put my face on a sign, uh, put it on a billboard maybe, and, and, and then from there, I'm just going to start making a lot of money and I'm going to be rich. What they don't tell you about is how hard it is to create that business um, they didn't tell you about the taxes. I had no idea that I was going to give 50% of my check away um, to the government. And then on top of that, I had no idea that it takes so much money in terms of investment expenses just to operate a successful and growing business. And 
that was one of the largest misconceptions that I had. And, um, you know, but now that I'm into it and now that, you know, I've, I come from a very systematic background. I was with a company called LA Fitness. For those of you who are watching or tuning in, you might have worked with me in LA Fitness. LA Fitness was one of those companies um, that just had such a phenomenal um a group of mentors and vice presidents that were uh, managers that were there to help you and really build that entrepreneurial salesperson inside of you and they they taught me systems it was very structured um you know it was commission based and and i tried to bring that into real estate but i was trying to jumble too many things and one of those things was the first misconception that i mentioned um so coming into real estate and coming from a very structured um background um you know i kind of fumbled the ball a little bit and i'm still fumbling the ball i'm still trying to find out you know what works what systems systems to run, how to come in on a daily basis and create that routine for not only myself now, but for my team. Um, how many stickers do you need for free McDonald's coffee? Dylan Parnell, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I always end up throwing these bad boys in the garbage. Uh, but anyways, getting a little off topic. Um, um, so I think one of the one of the second biggest misconceptions is um, not only how much money you're going to make, but how hard it is to get the business. So what are we doing on a daily basis um, to create that business for ourselves? And one of the things when when I moved to Niagara Falls to open up the LA Fitness here. Um, I then got a little bit of a promotion and moved out west to Edmonton. And from there, when I decided to leave Edmonton, it was all up to where do I create my market? Um, where am I going to set up my business in real estate? Is it going to be in my hometown of Barry Innisville? Uh, is it going to be in my wife's hometown of Niagara Falls? Um, ultimately, after doing some research into different markets as well as different brokerages and teams, we decided to set up shop in Niagara Falls. So right off the bat, I'm kind of at a disadvantage because I don't have a sphere of influence really here in Niagara Falls. Um, but that's great because now I can create a fresh look. I can create fresh ideas. I can really create this fresh reputation of myself. And that's what I really doubled down on. Um, so the second misconception was, you know, business was just going to come. Where was I going to get it? Um, the first mis misconception was um, that, you know, I, I was going to be rich and make all this money just because I uh, I, I joined a brokerage and, and put a, a for sale sign out. Um, but the third and one of the most important is the the sacrifices that you have to make in order to become successful. Now, there's going to be a lot of big guys, and, and I'll preach this too, but there's going to be a lot of big guys that run a lot of teams that talk about leverage in 100%. You need leverage in your business. Do not get me wrong. But there's a lot of people out there that are going to tell new agents, uh, you know, not everything in real estate is an emergency. You, you don't have to answer your phone past 8 p.m. You don't have to work on, you know, Saturday mornings or, or whatever. I, I, that last one, I'm just kind of spitballing here. Um, but to get the point across, they're, they're, they're trying to promote that notion that, you know, you do not have to be there every second of the day, which is true. But I'm going to tell you this. In the way that we as realtors have to compete now – we have to work so much harder because you're you're dealing with top 
rated teams. You're doing top producing teams and, and you're competing them as, as either a single agent or a brand new realtor. And the thing is, is you do have to be available 24 seven. I don't care what anybody says. I I'm still at the point in my career where I have to sleep with my phone and I'm not ashamed to roll over and answer it. I'm not ashamed to, you know, pick up the phone, drop what I'm doing and go meet somebody to try to, you know, um, create that great service and also to make that paycheck so I can support my family and my business. Look, um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is a very hard business, something that I did not anticipate when I got here. Um, but at the same time, you have to be prepared for it. So if you're a first time age, first year agent, second year agent, or you're 10 years in the business and you really don't have that business uh, behind you to sustain your growing career, you really need to get out there. You need to get out there every day. You need to answer your phone and you need to do things that others won't. And then once you've got that business, that capital behind you, then start leveraging other people 100%. I now have Kristen who's come on as my admin and she has absolutely changed my life. I still haven't, I'll tell you the truth, I still haven't actually got into the motions of of leveraging a lot of my uh, time-consuming things off to her, and I'm still learning about that, Um, but at the same time, she is there to help. But you got to do that when it's right for you. I don't suggest just going and wasting all your money, uh, you know, uh, hiring an admin if you don't have the business behind you yet. Then again, I'm a huge believer in you know jumping in with two feet. Warren Buffett says don't do that, but I'm one of those guys that really jumps in with two feet. I left my job when my son was two months old. It was a comfy job. I was making a lot of money, good bonuses, good structure, health care, um, but I left knowing that I was going to make a success of myself in real estate, and I bought my first house without my first commission check. I didn't even have a commission check yet. But it's one of those things where you're not going to be able to succeed in this business if you do not have that type of mentality. You have to work hard. You really do. And one of the tips that I'm going to get into um, later on, well, let's do. Let's go into tips for rookies right now. Um, one of the biggest tips that I've got, everybody comes up to me, Andrew, you, you did well for yourself in your first couple of years. How did you do it? Do you have any advice for first-time realtors? And I do, I do. And the first one is do not listen to other realtors. Tip number one, do not listen to other realtors. Why do I say that? Especially when I'm trying to get you to listen to tip number one. Well, the most important thing, guys, is that everybody's business not only is different, but what works for them is not going to work for you. But but, but that's not it, okay? A lot of realtors maybe got you know to where they are today, which is not a bad thing, um, in the height of that really booming market. And so they're going to give you a lot of misconceptions about what it takes to become successful in the business. You got to remember, to be successful, there's only one way to do it, and that's to work your butt off. And when when I say don't listen to other realtors, you gotta you gotta take bits and pieces from everybody you talk to. You gotta network your butt off. You gotta take people for coffee, and and it's just one of those things where you gotta find out what works for you. So don't listen to other agents, please. Find out what works for you. Meet up with a mentor. If that if 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 they can't help improve your business, get yourself on a team. If that's not gonna improve your business, then you really gotta step back and see if this is the right industry for you. 
Uh, ben, Ben Burns from our marketing department. I got to take my glasses. Should your marketing change based on the way the market is that year? For example, if the market is bad, should you go after selling cheaper homes, even if it's not what you normally do? That's an excellent question um, because when I first, I'm a huge believer in choose what you want to do in terms of a niche and double down on it. If you want luxury, double down on it. You want single family homes, double down on it. You want commercial, double down. You want first time home buyers, 100% double down. But as Benjamin is asking, should you change up your market marketing to increase your business in a slower market? 100% you should, 100%. We have the Fine Estates team. Our slogan is luxury service every time for every every price point. That's that's very important. We we want to ensure that we're not leaving any money, any business on the table. So how do we how do we counteract that? Because we have our brand. We don't want to we don't want to lose our brand and what we've worked so hard to uh, work so hard for. Um, you know, for example, us in the luxury market, we we've done very well by creating that authority in the Niagara on the Lake market and and selling luxury real estate. But business is slow when luxury sales go down. And how do we get the business in that lower price market? Well. It's really tough to switch up the actual branding. So if you have if you have continuous branding um, already out there, it's going to be really tough to change. But one of the things that you can do, number one, in what I feel is the best way to sell real estate, to sell anything, is to connect with your your sphere of influence, the people you talk to on a daily basis, the leads you meet. Uh, sorry, the people you meet that turn into leads, um, the sign calls, and it's important to let them know that you're in the business of serving people, serving clients at every price point. What's important is that you know maybe you you send them personalized handwritten notes, um, you know to, to to connect for coffee, and then that way you can explain to them the options that you do provide. Or maybe it's something simple as sending out an email. Um, for example, we have Mark and Free Basement promotions right now, so I spent a lot of time last night sending out personal emails about free basements in a price range of between four and five hundred thousand dollars. Now. What I also have done um, to answer, I know I'm kind of getting off topic a little bit, but to answer Ben's question is I got one of my team members to print out a postcard that shows um, um, uh, detached and attached uh, souls in 2017 in their exact neighborhood. And what the goal for that was, he, he had told me, he's like, Christian, I really want to work with you. But I see that you're, you you only sell luxury homes, and and when we when we heard that we're like wow okay so we do I'm glad that we have a very strong presence in in the luxury market but at the same time how do we how do we allow people to to know that we service absolutely everybody no matter what the price point so we we came up with. Um, you know, the solds for 2018, and we personally hand those out. The only way to kind of counteract um, the branding that you already have out there is to go out and meet people face to face. So get out there, prove to people that you are a luxury service at every price point. And that means meeting people, shaking hands, and personally handing something of value, an item of value. Ben, I hope that, uh, I hope that uh, answers your question. Did you bite... Did you, but okay, uh, Melina, 
uh, from the States, I believe, right? Um, did you bite the luxury market right away uh, when you first started? Absolutely, I did. Absolutely, I did. So when I first came out, I told everybody that I wanted to be in the luxury market. I wanted to be in Old Town, Niagara on the Lake. I wanted to be in Niagara on the Lake, on Niagara on the Lake in general. And a lot of people I talked to, people from Royal LePage, when I switched over to Revel, um, people that I encountered on a day-to-day basis, absolutely, they told me, you might want to open up your marketing a little bit because you know it, those homes are going to take a long time to sell, for one. For two, there's a lot of competition in that area. And then for three, um, Connecticut, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And for three, um, there's just such a high turnover in the 300 you know, thousand and less market. So you're really you're really opening up yourself to you know a potential slow growth in your business. And and I didn't I didn't want to accept that. I did not want to accept that at all. I wanted I know what I wanted. I moved to Niagara to do it. And so that's what I was going to do. I I I right off the bat put my branding out there and told everybody. I told the world that I am going to be a luxury realtor. And you know by the time I finished my first year, I already had a couple of luxury listings, and now uh, year two, I've got over 16 million in inventory right now. Yeah, a lot of it's slower. A lot of a couple of homes have been on the market 100 days, and you know that's something that I really need to uh, focus on, um, in which I have, and that's why I started the team. So. To answer your question, absolutely. If you have an idea of the niche you want to run with, farms, wineries, luxury, run with it right off the bat. All right. If you're comfortable with you know sucking it up, working hard, then do it right off the bat. If you need money, I don't suggest it. If you need the money right away, absolutely double down on first-time buyers and you know those that 300, 400 uh, uh, range and, and less. Uh, that's a really great question, and thanks for asking because it really ties into the podcast that we're going for today. Um, uh, just trying to read if there's any any more questions here. If anybody has any questions, please let me know. I'm I'm, I'm an open book. Um, so that's that, that's a really good tip uh, for real, for rookies is pick your niche, run with it, double down. Tip two um, or three, I don't, I don't know the sequence of tips here, um, but the biggest thing that I would have to say for new realtors, uh, getting into the business right now, look, you've got a lot of competition, as I mentioned before, with the big top producing teams. What you need to do is you need to define yourself, define your brand, come out with a good marketing strategy and stick to it. Social media allows us to have um, our to create our own brand, to create our own network, and of course, from there, create our own net worth. It's important for you to, if you're not a good camera guy uh, or girl, woman, um, or if you don't, if you, if you're not good on the on videos, you're not good at keeping up. That's fine. That's fine. But what you need to do is you need to get out there. Start talking about yourself. So stop talking. Start talking about. Um, you know how you relate to the business document everything the things you're doing you're going on showings take a picture you know with 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 some of the pamphlets the item of value that you're hanging out handing out um it's important that you're showing people that you're active every day and don't worry about it if you're worried about losing your high school friends on your facebook screw it who cares if you're going to hang out with them you guys will connect on a different platform um what you need, you just need to be out there every day, absolutely, and you need to hammer everybody. Um, what I would say 
in terms of uh, leveraging your own personal uh, network uh, and turning it into a real support uh, network behind your brand is is you really need to connect with like this is the biggest thing that I, I talk about when I when I'm when I'm talking to rookies is, is that you really need to leverage your own personal network so what you need to do is you need to connect with like-minded individuals be it entrepreneurs um, other realtors uh, business owners uh, salespeople you need to connect with them get get yourself into some sales groups on Facebook uh, real estate groups on Facebook and what you need to do is if you're putting a post out there and other people are commenting liking on it sharing um, or they reach out to you add those people to your Facebook reach out to them first see if it's okay if you invite them into your network thank them for you know commenting and and, and um, you know connecting and, and engaging with you and see if they want to join your 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 uh, personal network and then start leveraging your personal Facebook um, to build your own and create your own network because that's going to be very important for creating your credibility down the road I mean one of the biggest things with me is I came out of the gates very strong because I leveraged my personal network um, and I think that's a lot of that that's a lot one of the biggest mistakes that agents make is right away they'll create their own business page right away they'll create their own Instagram business page look I have a Instagram business page for my team other than that it's just a Perry feel free to follow me I follow back um, but I do obviously have a business Facebook page because that's the only way that you can actually advertise um, so I think it's very important for new agents to get started is is don't think about the business brand side of things. You are a personal brand. The way you, the way you are going to connect with people is going to be on a personal level. So leverage your personal brand, and you know what? You're going to lose some people um, in in the in the growth of your business, especially on Facebook. But that's okay. Your mom's still going to support you. Uh, your grandmother's still going to support you. I even have my grandmother, my nanny, uh, June Rogers, commented on this post. So you're not going to lose your family, but you might lose some friends, you know, high school friends that you haven't seen in 20 years anyways. So, guys, today I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, it, we've 25 minutes here. Um, what, I, what I would like to end this podcast off by saying is if you're a new realtor, or you're looking to break into the market, you really have to double down on your strengths, double down on your branding. Make sure that you own that real estate on Facebook and Instagram called the timeline. You want to be in their face all the time, but you want to do it strategically. You want to do it when you're out working. You want to incorporate your family. But biggest thing is that you got to choose a niche and you got to hammer it. Another thing, don't listen to realtors. And of course, if you're looking to get into real estate to make money um, and easy money, this is not the business for you. Remember, it takes a lot of hard work and that's something that they do not talk to you about before you go in. Uh, to the business. So thank guys, thank you guys very much. Uh, I will not see you next Friday. We might see it. We might do a Christmas uh, a podcast next Friday. I'm not sure. We, everybody's busy, so I don't want to uh, promise that. But 100%. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you next season. Take care.